Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. We are the Fantasy Joes. I'm Ryan Livergood. And joining me this evening, as always, we've got Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood. Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, Will, you're joining us again from beautiful Denver, Colorado. How's it going out in Denver? It is gorgeous here in Denver. Played some outside tennis here at the Grand Hyatt uh, with, with my boss at about 4 p.m. today because it was 63 degrees. It is gorgeous. Awesome. Trey, how, what's, what's the weather like in North Carolina? Actually, man, it's been nice. I've had uh, both yesterday and today had some road trips that I had to do as a part of my work day. So I was able to actually get out of the hospital and uh, some gorgeous weather lately in the great state of North Carolina. Well, this, this is a, a great weather. It's great weather here in Northern Illinois for late November. And this is a this is a day we're celebrating, guys, because there's a couple of things I want to share. First of all, it's my birthday, guys. That's happy, right. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, birthday. Uh, so, He's so, so old. Yes. At Roto Librarian is, is um, too old 52. to mention. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. Um, but we're also celebrating. So it's birthdays. We're celebrating new beginnings and and, and some sad endings because Eli Manning has his, uh, his streak is going to be over because, of course, the Giants want to see what they have in, in the great Geno Smith. Right, guys? So, so we're celebrating that as well. And we're celebrating a really special anniversary this week. It was November 25th, 2001, 16 years ago, when the great Jim Mora um, had one of the mo- more memorable rants in history and if for some odd reason you've never heard this rant or haven't seen it, I mean, there's, there's no way you haven't seen it. Um, but it's, it's worth on the, on the day of the anniversary playing again. Let's hear, let's hear from, from, from Jim Mora. Um, this was 16 years ago. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So that was uh, <laughs> one of the best, like, you know, frustrated coach moments in history. And we had another one uh, this week, also in Indianapolis, because I think Chuck Magano must have known that it was the the 16 year anniversary, but and he had a very much a different take. So. Uh, you know, check this one out if you haven't heard it. This is Chuck Bagano. At some point, do you ever worry that this is going to become a mental issue for your players? Because it's, you know, kind of like Groundhog's Day. It's over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that song we played, you know, woke up to that this morning. Is that Sonny and Cher? Huh? I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Yeah. Went down, got my coffee, <laughs> said hello to the what's-her-name, the little the gal in the coffee shop. Stole the money out of the back of the truck, drove my truck off the, you know, into the tar pit or whatever, off the landfill. <laughs> Jumped off a building, lived through it. Did you see the movie? Did you ever see the movie, Groundhog Day? It's been a long time. 
What do you guys do? You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. Bill Murray, come on. No, I'm not Bill Murray. I jumped off the roof at my home this morning. I still, I, it's, it, I'm not, it's not going away. All right, there's, 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 there's That's more. Painful. That's so there's more. Painful. There's more to that, but we're not, we're not gonna play it. My name's Chuck Pagano. I'll drink as much as I want. <laughs> I got drunk yesterday, and today still happened. Uh, I just, wow. I just, I love it. I love it. You know, he just he just knows he's he's done, I guess, and and that's. <laughs> and if he's gonna go out, he could go out a little better. Poor guy. I don't know. I think that's pretty great. You could see it on his face. He's like grasping. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you gotta you gotta look it up on YouTube. And there's some spoofs of it too, which are pretty great. So, um, drove into the tar pit. So in, that in Groundhog's Day in in Pennsylvania. <laughs> The, the great tar pits of Pennsylvania. Watch out, world. All right, guys. So are you ready to get into some Fantasy Joe's uh, moments of the week and letdowns of the week? Absolutely. All right. It's a highlight. Highlight of my week. <laughs> Let, let's do it. Now, and I'm the excited, low light of my week. I'm excited <laughs> to say the average Joe moment of the week. This week we're going to call the Julio Jones moment of the week. Julio Jones, 12 receptions, 253 yards, two touchdowns. He was awesome. He usually has one of these in him, it seems like, each year. And then the rest of the time, he's, you know, kind of hit or miss. So, Will, what was your Julio Jones moment of the week? Uh, Note note for for, uh, the 2018 season, Will Greenwood's hot takes will always include Julio Jones going off one week because if I can get one out of 16, I'll take that as a win. No, but – A few weeks are early. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my my biggest highlight, I think, was after last week's episode. I was like, hmm, I should probably play some DFS and stop being such a dinosaur at my ripe old age of 31. And so I went and played some DFS on FanDuel on Thanksgiving. Uh, I bet seven, and I ended up winning 50 bucks. I think I finished like 30, 32nd or 28th out of whatever the contest amount was. It was quite a bit. The, the funny part is, I, it, it, it's it's hard because I did really well. But if I would have just started Latavius Murray over Jarek McKinnon, I would have won 15 grand. And I don't know if I can deal with that kind of disappointment. Wow, are you fantasy, Those kind of things. Yeah, I was, I was that close man. to winning it all. Like, uh, oh, man. It's, uh, and, and that, kind of like, that kind of disappointment, although I won 50 bucks, I should be super proud because like the, the, the variance and happenstance of that, that actually occurred. I mean, I made some good choices, but it's like it's, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, basically just guessing right on the right night. You can be as educated as you want, but a lot of people those, uh, get it wrong. Uh, but long story short, that was really fun for me. Uh, I also, I just like kind of watched, I liked watching P Ryan on Thanksgiving and I made some deals with him. I think it basically just from Ryan, uh, right before, right before Thanksgiving and some trade deadlines and just, I don't know, just, he just looked tough and looked like he was running hard. I'm not saying he's going to be the, the running back of the future, but at least, uh, he wasn't terrible. So I'll take that. The other thing was my, I have a PPR league that my, I, I did an auction draft with Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. That team's been suffering. And, uh, a buddy of mine brought me to that league and he's been doing terrible and hasn't really been checking his team. Until this week where we played, where if I lose, I'm out of the playoffs. And if I win, my hopes are still alive. And he started the, his team, and he ended up having the second highest score and ended up having the highest score in the league. So although uh, he tried to screw me over, I still ended up winning. So that was, that was a nice, fun little highlight for me this week. Nice. Nice. Very good. Um, Trey, what is your uh, Julio Jones moment of the week? Well, Julio Jones moment of the week, um, I am – this is, as you guys know, and, and probably most of our listeners, this is only my second season playing Dynasty. And uh, last year, 
I was in a few leagues and I didn't make the playoffs in any of them. Only league I won last year was a three keeper league, but this year um, I actually am in the playoffs in seven out of my eight dynasty leagues with the exception of the leagues where I have um, like kind of punted the first year doing some experimental stuff and the exception of the Seinfeld league, which will never be mentioned again. So um, in four of those leagues, I've actually already locked down a week one buy, which is pretty awesome. And um, in two more of them this weekend, I can lock down a first round buy. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm really looking forward to the playoffs, which last year was a non-existent thing for me. And um, not only am I looking forward to the playoffs, but uh, I, in the league that I commission, my team, the Madison County Maulers, Starting off the season, 0 and 5 have scrapped their way back. We're six and six. We like it's me and me and the players are six and six. And me and my uh, boys currently in the sixth playoff spot. So uh, there's there's still a chance I don't make the playoffs if I can't bring in a win this week. But just the possibility of making the playoffs in a league where I started off 0 and 5 is pretty exciting. So looking forward to the playoffs this year in Dynasty. Yeah, me too. I'm going to talk a little bit more about playoffs later because I've got some – that's kind of my letdown of the week. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll save that for later. Um, but my – I think my Julio Jones moment of the week was was just Sunday Night Football and the, and the Pittsburgh Superstars. Um, Antonio Brown it didn't really have a direct impact on me one or the other, good or bad. But that guy is so fun to watch and so amazing. And just watching a, a legend before our eyes is so special. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Okay, these stats, guys. 32 touches. He, had, he was 20 for 95 on the ground, 12 for 88 through the air, 183 total yards. No touchdowns, but the guy was still the number two running back overall in PPR scoring. So Le'Veon Bell is awesome to watch. And I've got Big, Big Ben in um, my work league, and I think I've won like three in a row, and, and now if I win next week, I'm in the playoffs in my work league, and I will be the only person in the work league to ever make the playoffs every year in existence if I win. So that's exciting. So that was my um, uh, Julio Jones moment of the week is just watching the, those Pittsburgh superstars just play amazing. It, it, it was a lot of fun and benefited me, at least in terms of Big Ben playing well. On the other hand, um, you know, let down, you know, I, I, I named this after, after, you know, Mark Ingram, the Mark Ingram let down of the week. And I'm not really sure that's so fair because there were a lot of other names that we could have, we could have used here. Um, but I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go with Mark Ingram. Um, and will, you can change it if you want to change it to a different player, insert a sorry performance player here moment of the week. So, but what was your Mark Ingram moment of the week? Will? uh, so I, mean, I think you could call it even the, uh, Kareem Hunt moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, last uh, this, three weeks you could call that pretty trashy. Uh, I think I think by far, uh, with, just related to last week's episodes, was like R.I.P. My hot takes. Uh, they've just been you know gonna have to bring these up to a, be- a better quality uh, o- overall. And the other part was in the Foot Clan Dynasty that we're all part of on this podcast. The uh, the I was, I was up against a team who had kind of punted for the playoffs this year, and I'd kind of made a few trades to make a run. And I got just absolutely dominated in that league. Uh, and it just is, it's just kind of like humbling. And I think it's, uh, you know, it was kind of a letdown. But it's also brings me to the point of why I think fantasy is great. You can do the research. You can make the moves. You can feel like you're ready to just crush it. And then while somebody else's uh, punted team or dumpster dive team uh, wins 
you know, with, with its high score, like, you know, somehow it just, uh, they, they end up pulling it out and the, the variance in fantasy, that's what I think makes it so fun. Big letdown, but that's just the, the, the kind of way, you know, the kind of way fantasy works. Uh, the other thing was, uh, you know, it could be overconsumption, just an ESPN power rankings that the, the Rams jumped ahead of the Vikings this week after beating the Saints, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me because they say it's based on head-to-head matchups and the Vikings beat both the Rams and Saints. And so, uh, not that I try to get overly involved in ESPN's power rankings, but it's the first time it's ever affected a team that I was rooting for. So uh, it was just kind of annoying to to read. I just shouldn't even read it. That is annoying, and that's odd that they've they've done that. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, Trey, so what about you? What was your? I like it. Let's change it to Kareem Hunt moment of the week because yeah, he's he's the he's the, the letdown. I mean, Mark Ingram was too, but you know, for so many weeks now, Kareem Hunt, man. Well, I'm going to throw a couple other names out there to you because in one of the aforementioned uh, leagues where I had a chance to lock down a first round buy this past week, I have a, a quartet of studs that I've been relying on all season who are all ranked in the top six of their position. Uh, Kareem Hunt, the aforementioned, the also aforementioned Mark Ingram, and then the tight end stalwart duo of Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram. These four gentlemen in this particular league have been averaging 51 points a week this season. However, in week 12, they delivered a meager 16 points for my team. And I lost by uh, just about 10 points. So thank you to you gentlemen who've been crushing it all season. I am in first place in that division, probably because of you. However, uh, this week, super disappointing, um, hoping for a rebound. Although I think Evan Ingram might have to just find a spot on the bench with uh, the atrociousness of the quarterback play that is coming his way, I believe. So anyway, pretty disappointing. Those four guys just kind of crapped the bed from a team. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I can talk about Cream Hunt too because I made this big – so I, I, this, there's a redraft league that I started a year ago. And there were two of us. We're in the same. There are three divisions. Two of us going into the game nine and two. So basically, this is the matchup that determines a lot of things. You know, the number one overall seed in the playoffs, the bye. The loser basically has to play the first week of the playoffs. So, so he makes some deals. He acquires AJ Green. You know, I acquire Kareem Hunt because uh, I'm thinking. You know, and I sell some. You know, like future draft picks for next year. Uh, because uh, we can do that in, the, in this keeper league, and thinking, oh, okay, I'm a good shape. He's going to bounce back, and I got destroyed. I lost. Um, Bud, congratulations if you're listening. He beat me 166.1 to 105.1. I mean, I just got my you know, butt handed to me. So that was that was disappointing. And now I'm, you know, I guess mathematically, if he loses and I win and I get a bunch of points, there's a chance. But I'm I'm going to make the playoffs. But I'm going to be, uh, you know. I, maybe that number four seed in the playoffs trying to trying to make my run. Uh, what else? Alex Collins put the nail in the coffin for me in the, in the league of ballers. You know, I wanted to get the, you know, clinch a first round bye, and I still could, but I, but I didn't do it last week because Alex Collins uh, had enough points on Monday night football to beat me. Um, added the insult to injury that same game that Joe Flacco designed run at the end of the game pushed will right ahead of me i i cj bethard with his meeker whatever he had nine points or fantasy points he, i was in the lead i was going to win our our uh, grab bag of shame bet and uh that damn 
Joe Flacco designed run, <laughs> puts him over the top. Well, wins it. Oh man, it was that was that was a that was a bummer. So never bet, never bet against the goat, Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was literally the worst water bet idea. I think it was my idea. <laughs> That's no. That was, I mean, literally, like, how many points did Joe Flacco end up with? Ten? Did he even get double digits? I think I no, think it was I, nine no. five or something. I I, I mean, that's just, like we were we were betting on the, some of the worst quarterbacks last week. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, we learned terrible. a lesson in consumption last week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's true. And, and the other thing too, you know, Beathard goes out and then Garoppolo comes in and throws that touchdown pass. So you know, if he hadn't gone out of the game, I you know might have still been in okay shape. But it was, yeah, it was a stupid bet trade. I totally agree with you. This is dumb to. That was a that was a bourbon bet. It was right great, great, great bet. It was a great bet, guys. <laughs> that bet was that was bet thanks to our sponsor, huge. Angels Envy. Angels Envy. Once again, we're waiting to hear from you. But uh, but but thank you for allowing us to do really make really stupid bets at the end of a. Puck. Wait wait let, let me check let me check. <laughs> the the lines are still open. Angels Envy. Nobody nobody is tying them up. So you just call in. We are ready to hear your offer. Um. So, so maybe that should be the we should have called the segment the Angels Envy Letdown of the Week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's perfect. All right, no, I'm let's... still holding out. I'm still holding out. <laughs> That's actually what we could call the hot take segment for Will and I. <laughs> all right, let's. All right, we're having too much fun. Let, let's move on to to the next segment. <laughs> and we're calling segment two Dynasty Dinosaurs, guys. Dynasty Dinosaurs. So we're going to talk about. Really old guys are playing the NFL and, and what you should do with them. And because we're we're trying to be a different show here. And I thought this would be a fun conversation. You know, talking about dinosaurs, it's my birthday. I am 41. I'll share with the listeners. So I'm basically older, I think, than every player in the NFL. Maybe there's some place kickers that are older than me. I, I think there are a few. Um, but all the guys on the list are, are younger than me. So we're going to talk about these guys. And maybe a few of them are guys worth trying to acquire in the offseason or even for a playoff push if you still uh, can acquire people at the trade deadline. Uh, so, guys, you ready to talk about some, some old dudes? Trey, well. talk about some Ryans. <laughs> yeah, we got – and the first one is a guy, maybe you've heard of him, uh, this guy Tom Brady. Tom Brady is uh, 40 years and nine months old. He was born August 3rd, 1977. Has me be a little over eight months. Um, and the last ADP, which is the November ADP, and Ryan McDowell tweeted today that the ADP for this month is, is going to be, you know, completely different. Um, you know, guys like Amari Cooper are not going to be in the first round of, of a dynasty startup draft, according to these mock, you know, ADPs. But, but anyway, when the, in November, Tom Brady was 84, his ADP. Um, so, uh, Will, do you want to start first? You know, what, what do we think of Tom Brady? I mean, can this guy go forever? We know he's a health nut. Um, he keeps himself in great shape. Maybe it says something that the Patriots traded Garoppolo because wouldn't they have tried to, you know, to keep him if, if they thought Brady was in after this year? What do you think? Tom Brady. Well, I had to check in, into something when we were looking at these guys, and, and Tom Brady is one of the only guys out of this group that, has, I, I, that looked into and actually kind of surprised me with some of his stats this year. And uh, with, with his current passing average, if you, uh, if you kind of like expand that to 16 games and what he's doing, uh, he's currently on pace to set a career high in passing yards at like 49. I think it was like 4907 is what it comes out to averaging a little over 300 yards a game. That's and amazing. I was just, I was just kind of shocked. Uh, Cause I don't feel like it's been as flashy. He hasn't, I, I don't feel like people are thinking it's Tom Brady as this, this overly 
dominant fantasy QB this year as he has been years past. I get that he gets ranked really high every week, but uh, I, I, maybe it's just me and, and how I think of him, but it just was a very good and surprising stat to me. I, I, what does he got? Probably it's so hard. Like, does he have two years left? Does he have three years? Does he have one year? And what's, what's the end goal here? But at, at the end of the day, you know, why even worry about it if he's playing for your team now? Don't go out and sell all your assets for a guy like Tom Brady. But if you took him with 84, take it as a win that you still could potentially have the QB1 on the year. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think if you're going for a title, even in a, a, a you know, a redraft league, he's, he's got to acquire. Yeah, I, I think it is a question mark, right? You're, are you rolling the dice with, with a guy like Tom Brady, and is it worth it? I mean, he's a difference maker, right, Trey? So, so what do you think, Tom Brady? Um, you know, what are you going to get out of him? You, you, you buy him now or in the offseason. What, what, what are your expectations for how long he's going to be uh, relevant, Trey? Well, I think he's got another couple years left in him. But to be honest with you, if I own <clears> – and, again, I'll comment, because in one quarterback leagues, I don't know – with, with the addition of some of these young guys coming up and, and giving us a really solid crop. And one quarterback leagues, I think quarterbacks have been devalued even more, um, or the elite quarterbacks, I should say. But in the super flex league, you know, I would probably, if I were a contender, I'd hold him through the playoffs. But in the offseason, if I own Tom Brady in a super flex league, I'd probably approach the Dak Prescott owner or the Marcus Mariota owner. Some of these guys that I think they're still young, lots of promise, Again, in a four-point four passing touchdown league, they're going to have a little more value because of their rushing numbers. And um, I'd go and see if I couldn't get a Mariota or a Dak Prescott and another piece, you know, maybe a, a Josh Doxson or a – I mean, maybe someone's really soured on Allen Robinson or Sammy Watt. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, I think Tom Brady in um, super flex leagues is still in the top three rounds. Um, is where he's being drafted. So I, I still think that in super flex leagues, people value him pretty highly. Um, I do think he's got a couple solid seasons left. And to piggyback real quick, uh, Julian Edelman's a guy. He's he's 31, and uh, I don't think people are expecting a whole lot out of him. But I w- he's a guy that I would be willing to buy um, pretty cheaply because I think that he could come back next season and have some real solid numbers. Um, and, and, Will, I think what you alluded to with Brady, you know, if you look at the weapons, he's had Gronk all season. He's got Brandon Cooks, who, which is the kind of playmaker that he hasn't really had at the wide receiver position. Chris Hogan's really coming on when he's been healthy. Danny Amendola, I mean, he, he's really got some weapons. Deion Lewis in the passing game, he doesn't have much of a running game to speak of. Um, so I think he's just being required to throw the ball more. So um, I, think, I think Brady's got a couple more years in him. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, so in a, in a four point per passing touchdown, uh, a league where there isn't like any extra bonuses for like long passes and stuff like that. I just wanted to look this up really quick. So the difference, so Tom Brady is QB three at uh, two, basically 231 points. How many more points do you think he has than the QB 12? Probably 70. Yes, he's just about – it's a little over 50. Yeah. That, which is- uh, and I just feel like that's it's huge on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, those six or seven points can make a big difference uh, if it was – I mean, if it was 70 or you're streaming. But at the end of the day, it's just uh, – it, it, I feel like quarterback this year, streaming is always an option. But if you have a, a league that's like two, two quarterback or stuff like that, that's really valuable to have a, 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 you know, a consistent point score like that. He hasn't really had any really terrible weeks. 
Yeah, I'm going to play uh, like a real quick game. This is, um, um, you know, off season. Let's say, let's say you're you're off season. You're a contender for the next year. You, you know, you're maybe middle of the pack contender. Uh, so Tom Brady or Mariota? Trey. Oh, I, straight up, I would still want Tom Brady. Well, if I were going to. Sorry. Oh yeah. I don't... Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Brady. Mariota's too many unknowns now. What about Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Will or a Trey? Yeah, I'd still take I'd still take Brady. There's probably only three or four, maybe five quarterbacks that I would take over Tom Brady in a Superflex, even in a dynasty setting right now. Tom uh, Brady or Jameis Winston. That was the next guy Trey. on my list. Yeah. I probably would take Jameis in that. In that, I know he's had a really bad season this year, um, but I think it's. I, I, I think I would take Jameis in that. I'd probably, if I were trading away Tom Brady, if I were on the clock, and um, I had to pick one of them, I'd, I'd probably pick Winston. But if I were trading Brady, I think I could get a little something. Yeah. Here's here's here, here's my last question: Tom Brady, Andrew Luck. Man. Andrew Luck. <laughs> I'm in. I think I'd I think I'd take Brady. Too many questions with luck. The neck I mean, beard is coming back. Ask ask me how many <laughs> dynasty fantasy championships Andrew Luck's helping people win this year. Cause it's zero. Just like Jameis Winston. <laughs> All right. Those guys, Andrew Luck in terms of um player like quarterbacks drafted ahead of Tom Brady November ADP. You've got Rogers, Wilson, Wentz, Deshaun Watson, then number five, Andrew Luck. Six Mariota, seven Dak, eight Jameis, and then nine Tom Brady. So that's kind of where it stacks up. So those, you know, those guys are going ahead of Tom Brady. Uh, so really interesting. So yeah, he he's still valued um, highly for his age, and and you definitely could uh, get a return on him. Why don't we move on? I think we talked enough about Tom Brady, and let's go to another guy that that seems older than this. He's only thirty four years old, eleven months. He'll have a birthday next month. It's Frank Gore, everybody. Frank Gore. Uh, almost 35, ADP of 213. <laughs> so he's not, I think, you know, he's, he's not drafted too highly in these startup drafts. Uh, Trey, why don't you go first? Frank Gore. Is this, is this the, the last hurrah for Frank Gore or you want to send a real late round pick to pick him up? See what happens. Zero, <laughs> Zero interest. Zero interest. Zero interest. Yeah, no, I, I want nothing to do with Frank Gore. I'll make that short. I'll make it short and sweet. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I'd probably send somebody, you know, like a, like a Jack Quiz Rogers for Frank Gore. Said they have something on the table, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can, you can sneak in there somebody like, uh, you know, Eddie Lacy for Frank Gore. Okay. You're a contender. What about somebody that you liked going into the year and they just, they're just not, you know, just not on the radar. Like a Jeremy McNichols. Would you send Jeremy McNichols for, for Gore if you needed a, a running back? Well, yeah, and then I then I drop both of them and probably pick up somebody on the waiver wire. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys. I guess if you have him, you hold him and just see what happens. But yeah, he's yeah he's kind of an easy guy to to move past on the list. Another guy almost as old as Frank Gore, Larry Fitzgerald, thirty four years, eight months. ADP of 126. We talked about him a little bit a few weeks ago. Um, I think we talked about him. I talked about him as a buy. I think we all kind of were were uh, buying into that. But at that ADP, you're you're in a startup. Um, let's see, 
you know, that's like who, who's going around them. Do you, what, what's, what are your thoughts? Do we think, we definitely think Fitz is still coming back, Trey? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, and I don't know, I would be interested maybe while Will and I are commenting, you can look and see, do you, do you have, who are some of the wide receivers going around that area? I mean, Absolutely, I, yep. I think that if you're, if you're buying, um, Larry Fitzgerald, you're really only hook, hoping for one more um, season. And and I know there was an article, I think that was published by ESPN, that said even though Larry Fitzgerald's under contract for next season, it doesn't even guarantee that he's going to play. Um, so I, I'll be very interested. Um, he's a guy that I probably, if someone's willing to sell him cheap, I'd probably, I probably wouldn't give up a second round pick for him at this point. Um, now, if it's preseason or trending toward preseason, it looks like he's actually going to play. I'd be more inclined, but I think it's too risky at this point. Well, did, what, any thoughts before I talk about some guys going around him and who you take? Uh, I mean, no, go for it. I, I like Fitz, but I'm just very interested to hear what, the, what this comes out as. All right. So there's several wide receivers going around him. So uh, kind of an intriguing name that's pretty close to him is Josh Gordon. And it's probably hard to say whether what you do in the offseason because we don't know what Josh Gordon is going to look like. So maybe skip him, but that's interesting. He's going ahead of Larry Fitzgerald in a, in a startup, and that makes sense. I'd take um, Josh Gordon now, today, over. <laughs> what about the beginning of the year? What about okay, D.D. Westbrook? We'll, go, we'll Westbrook. go faster, guys. Yeah, Westbrook for me. Will? Uh, I, I'll take Fitzgerald, I guess. Uh, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Yeah, Matthews. Okay. Um, <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Do you think Pryor's got a chance to bounce back? Uh, Pryor, if I'm building still, even though Pryor will be like 30 fits if I have a championship, like if I have a championship contender. I, I, would, tra- now. I would trade down. <laughs> trade down. <laughs> <laughs> these, these next couple of names, I'll just do a couple more names. They're more intriguing. Um, uh, what about a guy like Paul Richardson? Paul Richardson. Yeah, no doubt. I like Paul Richardson a lot. Okay, easy. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. He's going to be way I mean he's going to move up on the on the ADP. I don't think he's going to be yeah, right now he he's is. calling it right now he's next year's Terrell or uh yeah, uh Tyrell Williams. What about Tyrell Williams or or Larry Fitzgerald? They go back to back in the November startup. I'd probably take Fitz there. I think Tyrell Williams could be moving on out mm. of the equation. I'm just so disappointed in Tyrell Williams. It's such, it's such recency bias because I liked him so much. So, so one hit, one hit wonder. Yeah, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting if he if he changes scenery, if if he can do something, if he goes to a different team. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, okay, let's do a couple more guys. We'll we'll go we'll go a little faster. Um, and this next guy, I'm really interested to hear your your take on him, uh, and that's Jordy Nelson. Um, he's your wide receiver number 79 overall, half point PPR in week 12. That's right. Number 79 overall. <laughs> He's definitely not helping you this, this year. He's 32 years, eight months old, almost 33. Um, ADP 42. I imagine that's going to drop. I don't think he's going to be there in the December ADP. I'd be pretty surprised if he was, but is he a good guy to acquire? I mean, does he come back for one or two more years when, when um, Aaron Rodgers is back? I mean, cause it, he's kind of maybe a sneaky guy that you could acquire for, for low. I mean, maybe, you, I mean, maybe, you know, I know he looks horrible right now, but is that recency bias? Could he come back next year and be awesome and, and be like a fringe wide receiver one? Trey? I just like the idea of, of sneaky fast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lunch pail type of guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about Nelson. And <clears throat> to be honest, you know, I know that there's some whispers that Aaron Rodgers may be coming back, I think possibly like week 15. Um, so I don't know that you have a whole lot of hope for this year, but I, for next year, I'm a little nervous. He's only got one year left on his contract. I think it's only his contracts for 12 and a half million next year. And it's like a $2.3 million cap hit. And there's going to be some really, really nice wide receivers in that free agent market. Uh, and one of those is Devonte Adams. So I think that there may be a slight possibility that the Green Bay front office says, you know what, Jordy, appreciate everything you've done for us, but uh, we're going to move on. And so if he's not back in Green Bay next year, I don't know that he continues playing. I, I could see him retiring. Um, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I'm almost feeling like that the possibility of Larry Fitzgerald playing next season might be better than Jordy Nelson. And that's just my uh, thoughts. But I think I'd be super hesitant to pay anything substantial for Jordy Nelson right now. Uh, so if I, I offer him out, I'm like, Hey, I want to trade Jordy Nelson. What's your best offer? What are you, what are you going to, what are you going to send me Trey in draft picks? If It just really would depend on the team. I wouldn't pay more than a third. Honestly, if I had a late second round pick and I just had a really, really nice uh, roster with nice depth where I didn't really need to add a second round and, and the, the, you know, lottery ticket of a guy like Jordy coming back and being a wide receiver one could really just put me over the top. I, I may be willing to give a second, but um, I'd have to have a really, really deep team to, to be willing to take that chance. Cause I think even if he does come back next year's likely going to be it. And um, that second round pick, even though it's a dart throw, you know, is a guy that could start on my team for years to come. So I'd probably be hard pressed to, to, to pay much more than that for him. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question. What, what are you going to give me for Jordy? What's your best offer? I'd give, I'd give a second. If, as long as I think my t- team's going to be contender next year, or if I have Aaron Rodgers and I'm not contending this year, uh, and I have a high second pick, maybe, you know, I still feel like that's Jordy. I mean, he has a WR1 on his resume. So I, I don't think he's done after this year. I think, if anything, the Packers are going to come back with a fury next year again. Uh, it, the last time he kind of Jordy out, he just crushed the souls of people who did. So, uh, and at 30, you know, so it'll be 33 turning 34 next year. It's not like his game's really built on being the fastest guy on the field. Uh, and his, like, uh, cerebral connection with Aaron Rodgers is, is weird. Uh, so I'd, I'd give a second. I mean, why not? I mean, who, like, who are you going to take in the second round that's going to be the potential to be a top five wide receiver? You know, that, that would just be, like, where I would be sitting. And so right. – and, and I've been wrong on old guys this year. So I'd, I'd – would be hesitant, but I'm just buying to, I just want it. I want the opportunity to have that. So. And, it, and it's think. a, di- and it's a dice roll. And if you think he's going to be over the top, I think, I think it is as Trey, you point out team dependent. If you think, especially if you, if you want to stack him with Aaron Rodgers, he's on your team. Um, it's, it's team dependent. So you might pay that second. If you think he'll, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a risk. There's no doubt. Any, anytime you acquire a guy that's, that's this old, it's, it's a, it's risky. Right. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, otherwise, you know, if you're, you know, maybe a third rounder. So, yeah, I kind of kind of fall in between where where you guys are with Jordy. Um, and while we're talking about second round picks, just thirty seconds here, Ryan. Yeah, you know I want to throw this out there. Um, second round picks next year is something you should be looking to acquire because this um, twenty eighteen class is shaping up to be a pretty deep class, especially in super flex leagues. Some of the wide receivers and running backs, and even some of the top quarterbacks, are going to get pushed down to the middle of the second round. So if you can go acquire 
you know, 205, 206, 207 um, and sell guys like Jordy. I think, I mean, I think there's going to be some legitimate star type players available in the middle of the second round. I, th- I think that, you know, the top five to seven in the first round is going to be a pretty solid tier. And then a lot like this year, like the next 10 or 12 guys, you know, there, there's not going to be much of a difference between the eighth pick in the first round and the fifth pick in the second round. So just a thought moving into the off season, go grab some second round picks. I think they will be valuable. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that take. And, and we've started. So as a, um, as a preview, we'll, we'll say to our listeners, we are going to do this weekend. We're going to start our, the way too early, fantasy joe's uh rookie mock draft and then we're going to have a celebrity um expert in, in the dynasty world which we'll, we'll, we'll save that later uh, kind of a so we're going to go through and do do it live and announce them live on the show or you know live in your car when you're listening to the podcast and and they'll they'll assess our pick so i've already started to do some research i agree with trey it's an interesting uh class of rookies you've definitely got some guys that stand out you know early but then yeah it seems like you know, once you get the, you know, 106, 107 to, to through the second round, especially in a super flex league, I mean, there's going to be a, a lot of talent and, and it's interesting. It's an exciting class. Uh, so I, I would, I would echo that, that sentiment for sure, based on my, my real early research of, of the class. And there's a lot of guys I'm excited about. It's going to be fun. And the other thing too, you're going to be more knowledgeable than a lot of other people because you're going to listen to the fantasy Joes. And even though we are just average Joes, we're going to bring in the off season with, with, with rookies. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about guys to acquire. Um, you're going to be ready going into your rookie drafts. You're going to be more prepared than a lot of your other league mates. When you've got those like second, third round picks, you're going to, you're going to get those uh, hidden gems. So, uh, so stay tuned, everybody. It's going to be awesome. We're really excited about the off season. Alan Kamara. The Fantasy Joes as a group are taking credit for Alvin Kamara and you draft from your rookie draft this year. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So we're gonna have we're gonna have our own Alan Kamara like as a as a group next year. Um, it's gonna be awesome. So and now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. That's right, it's the hot bold spicy takes of the week. We've got five levels. We've got banana pepper, habanero, oh, excuse me, jalapeno, then habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty. Carolina Reaper. Um, the, so getting us caught up, because we were a couple weeks behind in terms of the standing. So um, I now am standing at the top of the leaderboard with 19 points because of that Blaine Gabbert take I had a couple weeks ago. So I'm at 19 points. Now, depending on how you score um, Will, he has either um, – actually, no, he has, he has six points because we're not giving him – credit for the Deshaun Watson take we don't think because but we need yes. to talk about that in just a second so Will has at least six points um and then Trey has two points um so first of all let's decide really quick guys so Will your Deshaun Watson take and I don't remember which week it was it was a week right before he got hurt you you basically came on the podcast and you said that he would not I think it was he wouldn't be a, a QB1 a top 12 QB is that is that right uh, I think it was he wouldn't finish as a top 24 QB, and it was Carolina Reaper. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was, it was a top 10 or top – I think it moved it to top 12 to make it like habanero or like, you know, the you know to move it up one spice level. But I think he was right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think on one hand, um, I, you know, like I made a take um, like, you know, 
well, it's one, it's, I don't know. So I, I Trey, we, you, you felt that this shouldn't count. And, and I, I kind of think it shouldn't too, because it, it kind of goes against the, like the whole fun of hot, bold, spicy takes. If, if someone doesn't even play, then it's kind of, you know, not as, as fun to take, but I don't know. I mean, I can, I'm open. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, we I don't set have a precedent now. I don't feel strongly about it. It's not, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. I mean, you know, he's, he's got a four point lead on me. He's not catching you. I mean, unless things just go crazy. Now I, I want would. the points real bad. Ooh, okay. So, so wonder guy doesn't want to give him. He's scared. Cause I think that the, 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 cause I, I think Big that the, the, the premise behind a take like that is that you don't think that Deshaun Watson's performance is going to be among the top 12 cornerbacks of a week or quarterback. So when he gets hurt and isn't able to, you know, complete, if he had gotten benched for poor play, you know, that would have been, so that's all. I, and I don't feel super strongly about it. I, I'm, I'm uh, willing to take or leave it really. So. All right. So I'll, I'll go back and look and see exactly what level that was. I don't think it was Carolina Reaper. I think, um, I, I, still, I, I, think I should get the points, but in the future, it should not count. <laughs> we don't even have a precedent for it. So you can't just say, you know, expo. Right, that's fine. That's, that's fine. If someone is injured, you know, going into a game. And, and, <laughs> I, think the, I think we will allow people to go on Twitter, Will's best friend, and then tweet a new take. So let's say, because yeah, <laughs> I made a take like Dontrell Inman. Remember when he was traded, that dumb take I made, like he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver and he didn't even play. So in the event of like a guy's not going to play, I think that that you have the option to go on Twitter and make a new take. So we're heads are nodding. So yeah. let's let's go with that. So we'll we'll redo this scoring. The listeners have already t- turned off their podcast and moved to another one. Uh, but let's try to get them back <laughs> with our takes. And Trey, why don't you go first with your first hot bold spicy take of the week? All right, my first uh, hot bold spicy take. <clears throat> I'm not really sure which of the the two of these are the hottest this week. I I went with, with a couple takes that I really truly believe in this week. Um, And I'll start with the first one uh, that two guys that I consider to be uh, fantasy studs, uh, both to finish in the top 12 this week at their position. um, And that's Marcus Mariota and Stefan Diggs. Um, I, I believe that they're projected to finish outside the top 12 Mariota's really been struggling. Diggs has kind of taken a backseat to Adam Thielen in that offense. Um, but I'm planting my flag that both of these two gentlemen are going to have big weeks this week and, and finish in the top 12 at their respective positions. Okay. Well, there's definitely some heat with that because you're talking about two guys that independently one another have to be top 12. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota goes up against Houston, which is a pretty good matchup. Uh, fantasy pros, he's the consensus number 11 QB. And then if we look at Diggs, I, I don't know, is he gonna? I think he's gonna be down on the list. He's number 17 at Atlanta, which isn't a particularly good matchup for him. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably Ghost Pepper on this. Um, and I could go kind of other way, but I think I'm gonna start with Ghost Pepper. Will? Yeah, the only thing I would say is if I would refer back to my Kareem Hunt take when he was the consensus number one running back, and I said he's going to be number one, you guys give me banana pepper. So with Mariota being a top 12 and he's consensus 11, so that take is banana pepper. Uh, and so now we go to Diggs, <laughs> consensus 17, and him being a number 12. So what is that? As so Diggs moving up five spots in the ranks, that's about, let's, let's say, jalapeno habanero. We don't fight spots. So, uh, you know, I, I could be convinced of Ghost Pepper since it's a, a parlay, which I think are risky in general, and you're just adding a lot of variance to your 
your take. So uh, I'm willing to go ghost pepper. I think that's fine. I just wanted to, like, if it was habanero and somebody's passionate about it, I would go with habanero. But uh, I think the the double take, and we've gotten away, we've gotten a little uh, a caddy with our uh, administering of the spiciness. So I'll go ghost pepper since it's Trey and not Ryan. Ah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, ghost pepper it is. I'll put it down, ghost pepper. Uh, Will, what is your uh, banana pepper take of the week? Banana pepper take of the week. Tom Brady is a top five QB. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to go. And I think this is the less spicy of the two that I have. But uh, I've just been having this feeling. And it has nothing to do with Adam Thielen. But it has to do with Brandon LaFire. Oh, I mean LaFell. And I think he's going to snag two tutties this, this week on Monday Night Football against Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's a pretty easy Carolina Reaper for me. Uh, Trey? Trey's speechless. I mean, Trey. He's like, what? <laughs> Brandon LaFell, excuse me? His tongue could not come out of his mouth. <laughs> I think we're having audio issues here. I, I think. We'll assume uh, I can read his lips. Uh, yeah. His beard is saying oh, double Carolina. Sorry. I was, I was, I, what I was, what I said was, I think that Will um, misspoke. I, did you mean to say AJ Green? Um, because I think Brandon LaFell only has two touchdowns on the season so far. So, um, yeah, I, you know, in a world where Brandon LaFell is uh, scoring two touchdowns uh, against the Steelers, I think that you deserve a Carolina Reaper. And for the record, I'm backing this up. In two leagues, I've picked up Brandon LaFell and will be starting him this week. In a world. Well, you're tanking in both leagues. You didn't specify, but. Well, one is that PPR dumpster fire team where I need, uh, I need some boost. Uh, yeah. And the other is where the Steelers are going to focus on stopping AJ Green. Oh, that is definitely a dumpster fire team now if you've got LaFell in the starting lineup. Hey, I won, I won with, uh, with uh, my, my uh, Mike Wallace hot spice to take last week. So he helped that team. We we should do in the off season go back and look at our like worst lineups that we started you know in any of our teams <laughs> and, and just compare which is the worst lineup. Uh, yeah, I have a team. I, I I play in a league where I need to start my best lineup, um, and it's it's horrible because of, of guys that are IR. But that's a different episode. Let's get into my first um, hot, bold, spicy take, and I'm going to start with. Milk. Um, uh, probably uh, the, the, the last one that's more exciting. The first one is D.D. Westbrook is going to be a wide receiver two this week. D.D. Westbrook, wide receiver two. That explosive Jacksonville Jaguar uh, passing offense, of course. It's it's sure to happen, right, Trey? Whew, yeah. You know, I'm not really uh, – I'm not so sure. I do know – tell me this. Is uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Indianapolis Colts and they're playing them at home. Am That's I right? right. The, the Colts are shut down defense. They've actually been really good the last several weeks. Um, oh, are they? Is, and is Alan Hearns playing? That was the other. That I don't. I don't know that we know that yet. As of so, that's uh, the only thing that concerns me because currently, D.D. Westbrook is uh, the wide receiver two for the Jaguars. And honestly, I almost picked Blake Bortles to be a quarterback one this week as one of my hot spicy takes. So. I, a wide receiver too. Um, I know that he's never done it before. Um, and I don't remember what he had last week. I think he had six catches last week. D.D. Westbrook. I'm looking it up currently. This makes he, for he's, wonderful he's been listening. 
targeted a lot. 16 targets last two games. Yeah. Um, um, you know, the, the Keelan Cole has, has drawn 13 targets the last two games. So those guys are getting targeted. It looks like Hearns, he didn't practice on Wednesday. So he's, he's, he's week to week. So he maybe, you know, if we had to predict, he probably is not going to play. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is I, I imagine the line in that game has to be pretty heavily favored towards Jacksonville. Um, so it's a, a game where they could really – I'm going to probably go Habanero on this because while I do think it's – it's, I mean, we're talking – didn't Dede Westbrook lead the NFL in receiving in the preseason? Um, we're talking about a, a guy that really splashed. And it was preseason, but – you know, I, I just think that there's a I, – I, I love the take, actually. I think that D.D. Westbrook is a guy that um, is talented. I mean, he, he won the I, – I the, can't think of the name of the award off the top of my head, but the award for the best college receiver um, last year um, coming out of college. So, uh, he's a very talented receiver. So, I, I'll give you um, Habanero. I like the take. Thank you. Will, what do you think? I'll go with Habanero. I'm not going to be – uh, I wanted to go jalapeno just because it's top 24. And it's a lot easier to just kind of like uh, basically luck into that with a big catch um, or a touchdown. It makes you it pretty – like it just is it, – it, who knows how the how the, Jagu- the Jaguars are going to play that game. Uh, but I, I can go with Habanero. It's, it's, it's spicy enough where it's worth it. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to be playing D.D. Westbrook, and I think it's a smart start. So I'm on board. It's just a – you know, just just prepare to have some uh, spiciness in your mouth when you start. You feel that spiciness? That's, that's, its name is Didi. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying to find hit where he is consensus rankings, um, and, and and I can talk about that later. Uh, but let's go to Trey's uh, final hot, bold, spicy take of the evening. Yep. So my final um, bold, hot, spicy, bold, bold, spicy, hot. Carolina Reaper take is that uh, Kenyon Drake uh, running back for the Miami Dolphins is going to be a running back one this week. Damian Williams is out of the equation. They are playing Denver um, who, you know, has been able to be run on a little bit this week, but they're there are this year, but their defense has, has been kind of tightening up in the last couple weeks. So I'm, I'm saying Kenyon Drake is a RB one. No buys. Everybody's on. Everybody's showing up this week. So, yeah. Um, hmm. I'm probably. I like. Can I like the take a lot? By the way, I, I think he's a great play this week. Um, consensus rankings has him number twenty-two overall. But there, yeah, which some I was guys- surprised by. Honestly, I expected him to be a little higher than that. I, I, you know, when I was originally thinking of the take, I, I kind of felt like he'd be a little higher than that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'm probably, I'm, I'm curious to see what Will says, but I'm, you know, I'm probably no hotter than Habanero anyway, but I, I love the take and I think it's, I think it's uh, good. And for him to finish, you know, as a running back one would, would, would be an accomplishment, I think, because I think of him definitely is more of an RB2 this week. Will? Yeah, Habanero is where my mind first went, and you hit it on the dot. Uh, but nobody said they love my take about LaFell, so I hate all your guys' takes, and they're horrible. I'm starting Kenny and Drake in a few places because I think he's a good pickup, and with Damian Williams going down, who else are they going to run? You know, like, it, it just, uh, and who knows what Denver team is going to show up? 
Jeremy Lankford, did he did he sign? There was rumors, uh, rumblings this week that he may sign to to provide some depth. Well, that changes everything. If he signs, <laughs> this is Carolina Reaper. If he doesn't, <laughs> and I honestly, to be to be completely honest, Kenyon Drake's a guy that I believe in. I think he's more talented than Damian Williams. He's not as big, and it's kind of funny that Damian Williams has been cast into the pass catching role because I think that Kenyon Drake is going to be better in that particular role. So this is a guy that I think Kenyon Drake was drafted in the second or third round. I mean, he was a pretty high draft pick coming out of Alabama, a very talented young man. And um, I think that this is the kind of opportunity that could springboard him into having the opportunity at the starting job there in Miami moving forward. I think that who knows if Gase will be back next year, but so I'm very excited to watch him this week and see how he performs given this opportunity. You know, sometimes it's all that all that it takes for these guys to to just not look back with a starting job. So, all right, good. Is it, so, Will, your final hot, bold, spicy take of uh, the week, week thirteen. My boy, that talked about earlier and liked watching last week. This week, tomorrow, Samaje Piran is going to dom, and he is going to finish as a top five. Half-point PPR running back in week 13. So this show will not be released uh, probably until late Thursday night, early Friday morning. So when people hear it, they're going to either be like, man, he nailed it. They're going to be like laughing in their cars or, or you know, doing what they're doing. Uh, uh, so I'm – well, you, he is number 10, you know, overall um, uh, on the consensus rankings. I, I'm – you know, I don't know. I think I think it's really bold because we've seen basically one really good game out of him. I, I think when he played, um, he's had maybe a couple of like decent games. He had that decent game was against the um, the Saints earlier this year. Uh, so I, I like it. I think it's pretty hot. So I might go. I might go Ghost Pepper on this one because uh, I'm not necessarily, uh, as you know, I traded him between a couple of leagues. I I'm not necessarily a believer in Samaj P Ryan until we see it more, and maybe he's going to be really good. But I mean, it's. I think it's pretty hot to to say top five when he, you know, we you know we we we've only seen you know just little glimpses of it. So Trey, what do you think? <laughs> Trey, Trey is speechless again. My next, my next spicy take is that next time Trey will talk, his mic will be on mute. <laughs> That's man, Pepper, everybody. Uh, yeah, what's the deal with that? I need to just stop muting my microphone. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with Ghost Pepper. I know last week that um, the Cowboys did a pretty good job containing Melvin Gordon. The week before that, the Eagles rushed for, I think, over 200 yards. Um, I believe the Cowboys are in, like, the bottom six as far as fantasy points allowed to the running back position. And I do believe that this is a game that uh, the Redskins could uh, put him away and, and he could get some garbage, garbage time touches, a couple touchdowns. But even with that, I mean, he could go for 100 yards and, and two touchdowns and, and still – potentially not be top five with some of the performances we've seen some of these running backs put up. So I'm willing to go ghost pepper on it. All right. Ghost pepper. Will you happy with ghost pepper? Never should be Carolina Reaper. No, actually that's kind of what I was shooting for with it. As far as after I thought about it, I mean, I guess the giants, he had three receptions for 30 yards. I, I don't know. Like if he has those kind of like little sub things in there and what if he breaks one for a little bit longer gain and things like that. So I just think there's just a really good opportunity. I mean, he has, you know, he has, uh, oh, he's up to 427 yards this year already and hasn't even been a feature back in that backfield all but two games. So I don't know. I'm just very curious to see how he's going to do. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, 
he's he, and it's a good. I like the matchup just because the Cowboys are playing so poorly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, P. Ryan, because he definitely has the the talent. Um, you know, he was very talented in college, and he has the opportunity now. So it'll be real interesting to see, um, you know, what what he can do. Uh, so this is my last hot bolt spicy take, and I and I don't know what you guys are going to think because uh, you know when sometimes I, I when I put this down a couple of days ago, I looked at it and I'm like, that's that's really solid, that's really hot. And then other times I look at it and I'm like, eh, is that really so hot? So I'm eager to hear what you guys think. So it's that the Seattle Seahawks they they will upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're five point underdogs. I think it, I believe the game is in Seattle. I'll confirm that. Um, behind the top top QB top number one QB overall performance from one. Russell Wilson. He'll be the quarterback one overall. Um, and, and despite their horrible uh, injured defense that Seattle has right now they, and in zero running game, Russell Wilson will just like put the team on his back and will have to victory and score a bunch of points to be the QB number one overall. So is, is that, is that hot or is it not so hot? Uh, let's go with uh, my harshest critic first, which will be, uh, which will be Will Greenwood. Skim milk. Skin. No, uh, I think I'm going to go Ghost Pepper just because it's the tacking on top of each other. I think if the Seahawks do win the game, it's more than likely Russell Wilson's going to finish as the QB one. Right. But it's still, it's still, and I, I know he's the, I think he's the QB one going into this week is the consensus rank and everything like that. But it's still, uh, you know, it's just the amount of variance it's in the NFL that you deal with. And so to say that both are going to happen, I just think I'm not willing to go any higher than that. Uh, and I, I was trying to think, when I saw this earlier, how you know what my real opinion was about it, and I really wanted to try to say like habanero jalapeno, <laughs> just to be, just to be that guy. Uh, but no, I think I think it's earned a ghost pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To my credit, he is a consent. He, Tom Brady is is number one uh, consensus. But yeah, Russell Wilson's right there, number two. So Trey. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't necessarily think that either of these things, in and of themselves, is. Um, a, a huge stretch. I actually think that Seattle has a better chance of winning this game um, at home than most people probably think when you consider how well the uh, Eagles have been playing, but the Eagles are, I think top 10 against quarter opposing quarterbacks. And um, so while the Seahawks offense pretty much runs through Russell Wilson, both in the running game and the passing game, um, I, I do think that, you know, if you had said top three, quarterback I probably would be you know Max Habanero but to to call him out as the overall number one you know you're taking out all of the you know you're basically putting all your chips on the table so I I, I think that uh, Ghost Pepper is uh, right on the money it's interesting guys I just took the line now they are the Eagles are seven point favorites when I did this a couple days ago they were five point favorites so man seven points uh that, that's that's really interesting that, that you know it makes me want to if if i if i gambled on on football games it makes me want to put some money on this game i think that's an interesting line i yeah seven points i don't know man phillies looks really good i mean they've only lost one game and uh you know seattle's had some struggles so if if Seattle, i would be much more excited to watch this game if seattle i wish seattle's defense was intact this would be a really, really great game to watch. Um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are, uh, I think you're looking at your future Super Bowl champs, ladies and gentlemen. There you the go. Vikings will beat them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, 
yeah, that's interesting. Their only loss was at Kansas City week week two, if if you recall. It was you know twenty seven twenty. That's when Kansas City was clicking on all cylinders and people hadn't figured out their uh, their offense yet. So yeah, um, I I don't know. I think it's a good test. Um, if you if you look at the schedule for for the Eagles, um, you know they haven't played any real you know phenomenal teams yet. You know Washington, Kansas City when they were hot and they lost the Giants at the Chargers when the Chargers were struggling, and they, and they squeaked that one out. Arizona at Carolina, Washington, San Francisco, Denver at Dallas, and then uh, the, the Bears. So I think this is a great test for them. So we'll see. Uh, this will be really telling. We've got at Seattle and then at Los Angeles the next two weeks. So these next two weeks for the Eagles will be worth watching. It's a great Sunday night game. We couldn't ask for a better one. So we will see. We will see. Um, all right, guys, any final thoughts before we close off the show? No, I just want to once again wish an incredible, happiest, happiest 40th birthday to mm-hmm. our wonderful mm-hmm. host here, uh, the one, the only Ryan Livergood. Happy birthday, man! Thank you, thank you. That's been fun. It's it's fun, uh, and, and it's it's a real pleasure. We we really enjoy doing the podcasting each other with you guys is always a, a great time, a good way to spend the end of my birthday. Uh, well, you you you're like going to pass out for the show's over, aren't you? Best birthday ever. <laughs> <laughs> for Ryan doing the fantasy Joe's. No, I'm, I'm good. It just is uh, it is. I think I do get like a naturally tired at altitude. So good thing. I don't play for the Broncos, huh? <laughs> they good can use for the Broncos. They can use a QB. So, you know, you got a few minutes, go try out tomorrow. This came up in the, in the chat the other day. It's like, Oh, could you play better? Nate Peterman. And I was like, no, uh, I think a few kneel downs, uh, they would take me out of the game or enough false starts from, <laughs> you know, from number, uh, I don't know, I'd probably wear like number, you know, as a, as a quarterback, like number 92, Bill Greenwood as quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> After three or four, maybe even five false starts in a row, they'd be like, hmm, something's going on here. Speaking of, because the <laughs> Nathan Peterman statistical anomaly, did you guys see the other day where Curtis Patrick on Twitter posted about uh, Corey Davis's targets this year? I haven't seen the tweet. He said that. He, he, I think it was a quarterback rating of 39 when targeting Corey Davis. He said that the quarterback's rating would actually be higher, 39.6, if he were to have spiked the ball into the ground on all of those pass attempts. <laughs> That's fascinating. That is not – hashtag uh, not impressive stats. <laughs> all right. Um, so I'll tease something else we're going to do talking about rookies. The other, one of the other things we're going to do as we get into the off season is, um, in addition to doing a mock draft for the, the 2018 rookies, we're also going to do a mock draft. Like we had to do 2017 over again and see how that goes. So we've got a lot of fun things planned for you. Um, good luck to everybody week 13. Uh, if you're making the playoff push and trying to clinch, I hope you do. If you're trying to get a buy, I hope you do and have a great week. And thanks again for listening to another episode of the fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly. Our email is thefantasyjoes at gmail.com or we're at FFJoes on Twitter. Your feedback is always welcome. Please let us know how we're doing, what you want from us. We're going to retool the show a little bit in the offseason, so we want to know what you want. We're coming at you weekly. Um, we, we started to launch Friday episodes, and that's pretty much what we're moving to with new episodes. But be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review, please, but only if it's a positive one. You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. And I am at Roto Librarian. 
On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. 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 Good night if you're still listening, everybody. And you're welcome for that free beatbox session. <laughs> free. My beatbox rocks everywhere I go.